morning, everyone. This is Kathy Mason from Mason Works Marketing here on Conscious Business Zone with my friends, Connie and Andrew. Hi, guys. How are you? So so this these are two of my friends that all have three names <laughs> and they each have different names. So it's Connie Baxter Marlowe and Andrew Cameron Bailey. So um, so they make you work at remembering all of those names. <laughs> at least they're not hyphenated. But anyway, <laughs> if you want to learn about the opportunity to go from where we are in this current state of affairs to the road of happiness, you want to know about Connie and Andrew's work. Their work, their, the way I learned about them first was through the trust frequency. And the trust frequency, we'll, we'll get to talk a little bit about it, but this book is a monumental gift to humanity to allow us to see a road from our assumptions and our programming to choosing a different state of being by picking this frequency instead of the fear frequency, correct? Absolutely. Okay. So, so, and I'm getting chills. I, 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 you guys, I just love you. And I so honor and respect the dedication that you have put forward in your life since I've known you over 10 years um, at, at um, getting this word at, out, getting people to understand in ways that they can the, what the mystics have been telling us, what the philosophers have been, been telling us since the dawning of time, that, that we have the opportunity to create the world we want. So, so what I want is I'm, I'm hoping that I'm going to um, let you take it away to explain the beginnings of this, because this is a, this is, well, it's a sacred mission for sure, but it's also a gift that you recognized when you combined both of your worldviews and talents. So, so I'll just uh, <laughs> I'll just ask for, for the story behind how this all started. Okay. Sure. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. 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 So, who wants to? Start. I do believe we're on. We're on. You better begin. You're good at talking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. And you're good at the science behind it all. Uh -huh. And so, yeah, we, I, for me, it all started with my soul's journey that the, the, the paradigm I was growing up in didn't work for me because it couldn't prove everything. And we were out of balance. I'm in my mid seventies now, and I went looking for the missing pieces of the paradigm and went to Europe looking for it. And then visionary elders came into my life because the European par paradigm is the same as ours. So visionary elders came into my life and through them, I saw another way of being a, a connection to the sacredness and oneness of all life, that the trees talk, that they have spirit, that rocks talk and all that. And so I saw a paradigm and I called it the trust frequency. And Andrew came into my life and brought his visions and knowledge from so many paths that he'd been on. So yeah, and we got we got engaged immediately. That was 20 years ago. We just got married. So that's still on the honeymoon phase. Yeah. Which is exciting for me. This whole adventure began, I would date it to when I was 14 years old. I was a kid growing up in South Africa, and I had a genius-level classmate named Barry Oliver Higgs, another three-named three person, who showed up with a whole, he was extraordinary. He was literally the first true genius I ever met in my life. I met a few, and he was the first and one of the most amazing. And he introduced me, among many other things, to Buddhism, to Zen Buddhism. How about that? He introduced me to another very strange American form of Zen Buddhism, which was Jack Kerouac and On the Road and those guys. Because the Dharma bums, they got into that. So they introduced the world to these extraordinary Eastern phenomena. So I took an interest from that moment onwards. And there was a, there was a certain amount of literature, a certain amount of fiction. And then as I became a 
chemistry, physics, math graduate at the university and then became a teacher, a lecturer in um, organic chemistry mostly. And this is in South Africa. And this is in South Africa. I mentioned that. Oh, okay. And so here I am in Durban, South Africa, during the apartheid realm, surrounded by Zulus and monkeys and um, beautiful subtropical place. What a wonderful place to grow up, my goodness. And in college, I, well, I suddenly realized that I was really more interested in humanity than in the science the sciences such as physics and chemistry, while I was interested in them, they had not got my total attention. I wanted to know what humans were all about. And I was most interested in what humans thought about their own origins. Uh, fast forward to 2007's film, In Search of the yes, Future, which yeah. is very much about where did we come from, we humans. And I ended up studying, I thought, hmm, this has got to have something to do with religion or anthropology. So I got involved deeply in social anthropology, the study of living human societies. And I was mostly interested in so-called primitive societies, the Bushmen of the Kalahari, the Native Americans, right? Sorry if anybody's listening from that realm, don't mean to mention or, or disparage anybody, but these earth people who were in touch with the reality that we Westerners seem to have lost. Primitive, by that I mean the first comers. Prime means first. Primitive means those who haven't lost what we appear to have lost. Finally, it was the Australian Aboriginals in a course on comparative religion where I suddenly was studying these guys and I realized that what they were saying was exactly what the quantum physicists were saying. They were saying it in a sort of very ethereal, poetic manner that was kind of difficult for um, an English person to actually even understand, to grok. But as you, deeper I got into it, the more I realized these guys are speaking the same language as our most advanced cutting-edge physicists. How about that? Well, that put me on this path that I'm on to this day. Yeah, and when we came together, Andrew and I, we got right to work making a film. So it was long before the Trust Frequency book came into birthing in 2012. In 2004, we went to Africa, South Africa, and met with the Bushman, whom he'd known for many years. And our film, oh, our 2007 film, In Search of the Future, What Do the Wise Ones Know, opens in the Kalahari with the Bushmen because Andrew had known them for so long. We were welcomed there with open arms and open hearts. So we got some extraordinary interviews with them and um, a, a trance dance that opens our, our film, which you'll see in the trailer. We're gonna play the trailer of our first film. And within we, we, we were talking with elders that we had known for 20 to 40 years, uh, scientists and futurists that we'd known for so long. And that, native, native elders. And native right elders, yeah, yeah. That we'd known for so long. And they're saying things in this first film that they don't say normally to just anybody. So uh, our first film, In Search of the Future, What Do the Wise Ones Know, has some very important information and is really a companion piece to our book that came out later. So we've been interested in working in consciousness the shift in consciousness all our lives, basically. And it, it's taken the form of a, a couple of books. Andrew's also written a novel called The Mayflower Revelations because we do a tremendous amount of work with the founding of this nation, the United States, and the realization of the promised America made to the world of liberty, justice, and equality and abundance for all, the and true the, American dream. So we did do a lot of work with that and we've made a film called Seeds of Freedom. And the contribution, I just want to drop this in, of the Native Americans to that process. Yeah, absolutely. About. Yeah, Critical, central to our Everything um, we do yeah. is bringing the indigenous knowledge, the cosmology, that heart-centered connection that we're waking up to now and they've been holding that connection for all of humanity for this time. And, and the, the environmental crisis has, has brought us closer to the native people. We're like, hey, this didn't work, this paradigm. 
uh, the materialistic reductionist paradigm. Hey, guess what? It didn't work. And it's not okay what's going on. And hey, uh, we've got something that we need, that humanity needs. And that's that heart connection to all of creation, to the cosmos. So, and now the new science is proving what they've known that we are one, that it's a fractal holographic universe, that, that we affect the stars. We are star people. We come from the stars and the, the, the extraterrestrials that are coming now because we're raising our vibration. We're starting to get into that place where we can communicate now with the rest of creation, the trees and the rocks. It's, it's so exciting. And so the work that we do with our films is to bring that to the world and to bring the, that knowledge to the world. So our current film, you want to talk about our current film? Yeah, our current film came right hard on the heels of the first one, which was which premiered at the Harmony Festival, Santa Rosa, California, in the summer of 2007. And by early 2008, we had already filmed a number of interviews for the sequel, for the follow-up. We had developed it, we had an executive summary, we had described it, we were beginning to think about fundraising. As we toured with the first film, we were actually shooting interviews for the second film, an efficient way of doing it. However, what happened to that film is we had, in the interim, purchased some property in Sedona, Arizona, opened a retreat center to um, what to spread these ideas, these yeah. words to examine yeah, these each room in, in this term for what, what was it called? A beautiful <laughs> term like for evolutionary ideas, a forum for evolutionary <laughs> ideas. Okay, this is what we're doing. However, we got trapped in the whole foreclosure crisis when the banks suddenly pulled the plug and millions of people started losing their homes and fighting the banks and all that stuff. We then moved into making a film on that subject called. Cops and, robber, cops and robbers versus the people, the death and rebirth of the American dream, because we saw it as this cleansing time where the, the judges and the, the system was going to show up for what they went to, into office to do, which was bring forth this true American dream, not the, not the materialistic one, but the true one. And and so we we got said about that film and we did a lot of interviews. Andrew was in court defending our properties. He became the top pro se litigant, self-represented litigant for that foreclosure defense movement that was going on. I still love the title Cops and Robbers. The cops and the robbers got together against the people. We, so, the people, now had to fight the cops and the robbers because they were partners in crime. Yeah. Whoa, so that kind of an interesting concept. But ultimately... But we couldn't find a happy ending. We yeah, had it really wasn't tried. happening. We spent four or five years fighting in court, traveling and interviewing um, other people in similar situations, attending seminars and conferences on, on what's, you know, what's, what's behind this whole thing, what could be done about it. And finally, everybody lost their properties, including us. Yeah. So that was a big deal. It took a lot of attention all the way into uh, that started in 2008 when Lehman Brothers crashed and became a global phenomenon. And um, man, the echoes are still with us. We do have a, um, a YouTube channel called Foreclosure Free, mm. where we have a lot of the interviews and all stuff right. that we did right. at that time. That. Yeah. But America is in process, everybody. So we're going to do this thing. And it's up to each of us, you know, the U.S., it's up to us to take America and humanity to the next level, which is what this current film is about. So how did this current film get started now? Because it was on a back burner, right? It was on the top shelf up there and it's sitting there ready to go. Then a magical thing occurred. This young lady on my left agreed to marry me or demanded that I marry her, or she made an honest man of me, or something like that. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> None of the above. It was a shotgun <laughs> wedding, and my daughter was holding the shotgun. <laughs> so you old, and if one of you dies, the other's in trouble. Okay, we'll go there. So it was, she was holding the shotgun. She was not pregnant. We tried hard, but it didn't work. <laughs> so... <laughs> Damn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm 76. He's turning 80 in the fall. Yeah, so... 
the question is, we're married on Christmas Eve. And then the question is, okay, what about the honeymoon? And Connie comes up with this very interesting idea. She said, you've always wanted to go to Australia. And I went, ding, Australia. I have family there. I have best friends from South Africa there. I have um, a long history with Australia, but I've never actually been either to Australia or New Zealand. And I happen to have some travel miles left over from business from a long time ago where we could actually get on a plane and get ourselves there. So Connie says, why don't we go to Australia for the honeymoon? And then, oh, hang on. In Search of the Future too. the first one opened in the Kalahari with the Bushmen, the world's oldest people, the oldest continuously living community. You can yeah. still go and meet them in Africa. And the other one in that category are the original people of Australia. So this film opens in Australia. We wrote that back in 2008. Yes, that was the intent so here's all this along. Idea. Okay, it's a honeymoon, but it's a working honeymoon. It's a working vacation. We're going to go to Australia and shoot the opening of this film. But before we do that, we're going to start traveling and capturing interviews for the new film. Which we have done. Which we have done. We've got almost 60 interviews in the can right now. Wow. For that, on the subject of visions for the future, humanity is in a serious crisis. We face a whole collection, not just a crisis, like climate or war or whatever it might be, a whole cluster of very, very serious existential crises that taken together means we've really, really got to wake up if we're going to make it. And, and the only way out is up. So the subtitle of the film is The Only Way Out Is Up, capital U, capital P, exclamation, to a higher level of consciousness. So that's what we're looking to do here. Or that's what we're in the middle of doing here. Yes. I personally, uh, Kathy, sorry. Oh, that's right. I, I just wanted to, to echo how wonderful this is because the, um, the positivity, the, the action taking and the positivity is giving people something to do rather than just complain about it. And the other thing is I wanted to say that when I was talking to Connie yesterday, um, I was saying something about past history. And I guess I was in my mind, I was like dividing humanity and blaming this one group or another for the situation we're in. And Connie, do you want to share about that? Because that I think that is so healing the the concept that you have. Could you share a little bit about that? Yeah, because right now we're demonizing people from certain races uh, for our ex uh, what's going on. Um, and what what I'm saying is that we have been influenced by a lower frequency. All races, all colors of man yes. have been influenced by a lower frequency. And the human history has not been a pretty one as far as people ca conquering other people, people torturing other people, people having slave trades. I mean, it's been universal through all colors, white, red, yellow, black. So it's time to recognize that and, and own our shadows, each of us, each race, each color, to own our shadow, step forward and say, oh yeah, yep, that's true. Yep, we are on an pl even playing field. And now it's time because the earth is in a higher frequency. We're hearing that from many fronts that the, that the frequency is rising and we're being pulled into a new way of being. And we can let that ice around our hearts that came from that, all that stuff we were doing to each other. We can let that ice melt and we can open our hearts and go forward together in this oneness, in, the, in what is being proven and shown and felt now that we are one. And that, that it's, 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 the, it's the common ground of all of us with all of creation, not just humanity, but right. the trees and the rocks and the star people and the, the people from other other um, galaxies, etc. I mean, yeah. it's all very exciting what's going on. Yeah, so, yeah, it is. So our film, what we're doing with this film is, is giving voice to that universal knowing that we're, we're going somewhere and to give people courage to trust 
And that's where our, our book, The Trust Frequency, comes in to trust a conscious, loving universe. Right. You know, some people call the conscious, loving universe God. So trust, you know, in God we trust. The whole thing on our our, our currency, you know. Um, the whole currency of, of the United States carries such esoteric messages. And so that's what we're, we're, we're bringing with all our work is, is that courage to now let go of the trauma. And, and we're actually working with a, a, a pioneer in, in quantum realities that, that this, um, IRT, she calls it, and this is Maureen Edwardson. We're, we're actually doing an online course with her. There, there are now healing modalities. There are modalities. I won't even say healing because, because it's accessing our quantum selves, our, our essential quantum selves, and letting go of trauma, letting go of sickness, of physical disabilities, etc. There's a whole new world opening for us. And... Um, if anyone's curious about Maureen, you can go to MaureenEdwardson.com and check out what she's doing and uh, what we're doing together. To She clears the track for the trust train. She gets the baggage all out of the way so we can take in the fact that, guess what? There's only love. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Well, um, I want to also make sure that people realize that your um, documentation of the indigenous uh, philosophies and the way that you put it together makes it usable for us. So it's not just a history lesson. It's actually an overview, which in my, my mind, it's like the, the current mindset is this small cup and your mindset is the football stadium. It's, it's, a, it's looking at the perspective of what's here from that higher perspective, which allows you to choose and be a co-creator with it rather than a victim of it. When you're in this little little container, you don't have many choices. You, you have to go with the old program or, or, or not exist. And that's what the fear is, is the, uh, the fear that we've been under. And it was before... Uh, the uh, pandemic. It was before all of that. We've been stuck in um, a illusion that was supposed to make us happy, and it, it never was designed to make us happy. Well, I don't think it was. I don't go to. It was designed. Okay. Okay. No. I know you can agree. You know, because that starts up pointing fingers and this and that and right. Okay. It. It. It, it, I look at that at that paradigm, the materialistic reductionist paradigm, as the the last impetus to get us out of that oh, okay. whole frequency. And it took right. us on the fast track with the industrial revolution, and now all the pollution and everything. So, um, so to me, it all serves the coming of peace on right. earth and heaven on earth. There's right. nothing else. There never right. has been. There never will be. It's all this process that we're in for the rest of creation. We've been transmuting these energies of fear, separation, scarcity, and we've done a great job. And so now it's time to graduate. It's, we've done it. Let's go. But we've got to choose it. We've got to That's walk That's perfect. Perfect. That thing. We've got to walk it and bring it into the physical with our free will choices. And that's the challenge. Yes. That's so our problem in search of the future, the only two, the only way out is up is intended to do. And we're really lucky that we've gotten some lovely sponsorship for it. And we've, cause someone's gifted us a ticket, uh, air miles to, um, for my ticket. Andrew, as he mentioned, has air miles for his ticket. And, and um, Emmanuel Kunzelman and, and Laura Rose have, have put through their foundation Foundation for the Future that they founded in 1995. Right, 30 years ago. 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. And that that was when I was getting all the downloads and I started really my, my I don't want to say career, my, my life journey in bringing this indigenous cosmology into the world through these visionary elders, et cetera, that, that I've been creating forms for for decades. That was that time, the 90s, the mid 90s was such a time 
and it's so cool that they're founded their thing, their foundation, and the foundation for the future. Yeah. So they've given us a generous donation. So it looks like we're going, but we're still ready. We've got a lot of money. We still have to raise to get to Australia. It's not cheap to do these things. The previous <laughs> film, at the time of making the previous one, we actually had some money. Yeah. And it's still, and nobody got paid. We didn't get paid. I had travel tickets, so the travel didn't cost us money. We all we needed was gasoline, fuel for travel on in the United States to get over to Africa and wherever else we were and to get around and accommodation and so on and it would have been about a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar budget and we probably did it for twenty thousand maybe yeah who knows so amazing I'm, so point being we're really good at getting the job done no matter what this is something we're doing no matter what if we have no budget at all we'll sit here in the studio and we'll do it anyway yeah. <laughs> we can animate it we can you know have zoom um, interviews that's with funny. people as far as bringing in the aboriginals yeah. that's a, a key piece i'd like to make a suggestion us. kathy what if we watch the what if we watch the three minute trailer for the okay. first film okay. it, in search of the future, what do the wise ones know? And you'll get just get an, a glimpse of this extraordinary cast of of friends who came, agreed to come in on the, that film. And then I'd like to talk a little more technically and inspirationally about the second film, where it's at right now, what the intentions are with, with creating it using AI, among other things, in terms of the editing. It's going to be an outrageously visually compelling film, I do believe. And this is um, something I'm all excited about. Okay, so I'm gonna play the trailer now and then um, please just keep directing me. I'm, I'm happy to serve that way. Thanks, Kathy. You've seen the film, What the Bleep Do We Know? You've seen The Secret. Are you ready for the next step in search of the future? Where did we come from? Where are we going? What do the wise ones know? You don't get a future automatically because most species are extinct. And our species certainly seems to be approaching extinction. Many people have been concentrating on the Mayan calendar, which we all know ends December the 21st, 2012. The Mayan calendar predicts that in the year 2012, there will be the end of uh, life on this earth as we know it now. The elders I've worked with in Guatemala, they say we came from the stars, which would make us all extraterrestrial. This seems like the beginning of a grand worldwide discovery. <laughs> so you're saying that we are not monkeys, they are not going to become monkeys, or we are not coming from the monkeys? Everything out there is spiritual. This is a spiritual world, a divine world. All things, seen and unseen things originate from this great power. We can't live really spiritually healthy or physically healthy or mentally healthy without love. What could a new consciousness bring to life on this planet? Wake up and be aware. Do something. Change your way of life. If we believe in scarcity, if we believe in separation, we will create poverty. We will create war. The kind of shift I'm talking about in growing up is literally strictly a change of how we think. Where we are going is a great awakening, a great awakening of the magic in the human heart. In search of the future. There we are. We, nope. 
there we go. We could watch it again, but I think I'd like to talk about the new one. Yeah. By the way, my next job, and we're ready to do Here's that. Here's the DVD in the days of DVDs. Yeah. And we have plenty of, <laughs> if anybody wants a DVD, we have a box of them, don't we? Well, not Maybe. many. I I check them. Because nobody's doing DVDs I anymore. I, yeah. I, I have some in the back of the books. There you go. Yeah, so there were some in these books too. Right, right. So, Clancy, I'd like to talk a little bit about the new film. Okay. So, you saw the trailer there, and we're about ready to make a trailer, or at least the beginnings of a trailer for the new film with what we've already shot. We already have some gems, some beautiful words of wisdom concern alarm yes and practical uplifting visions as to wh what's really going on behind the scenes perhaps or internally as we're this emergent species on this gorgeous planet and there are those people out there who say i want to live on a different planet i just want to say something to you folks this is a different planet it's a very different planet so different from any other planet we know so far so all we know as humans is what's basically we think we understand a lot about this planet and our species relationship to this planet. I would say that we don't really know that yet. Give us a hundred years and we'll look back and go, whoa, we were pretty ignorant back in those times because we are. We think we know and that's a real danger, thinking we know it all. So we're, an, I literally think we're an endangered species We've devised methods of destruction that could take us all out. We've done something to the climate that could take us all out and on and on. So from one perspective, it's alarming. It could be depressing. It could be of great concern. And we look at I look at things like teenage suicides, especially among the Native American population. It's, it's, it's terrible, the place we have arrived at. So what we're seeking here is a vision of a future in which we wake up in time, in which we actually transcend these challenges, because as with the, the grain of sand in the oyster, you know, that grain of sand, that irritant in the oyster becomes the pearl. So what if this current irritant, this very irritating situation on our planet, becomes that which triggers us into a higher reality? Perfect. There's no what if in my world. <laughs> Connie, Connie would stop, you know, she would stop at the end where everything's perfect. And, and I, my ultimate philosophy is precisely everything is perfect right now. Everything's in its right place. It has been my philosophy since the 19, early 1970s that everything is actually perfect. We're actually in the Garden of Eden. We're actually, there's nothing about bringing heaven to earth. This is already heaven. We're already here. We forgot. We're just in a, a different vibration. We started behaving. We're in a frequency. We we're... started behaving according to certain fundamental assumptions, which are the subject of the trust frequency book. If we follow those assumptions, if that's the basis of our reality, you get what we've got right now. If we change, or shall we say, when we change that, when we wake up and say, wait a minute, it's not a cold, dead, mechanical universe. It's a conscious, loving universe, just for one example, that to me, it changes everything. The moment we know we're still in the womb of the mother, but it's no longer our earthly physical mother, it's Gaia. It's the universe, the whole divine feminine that is sustaining and nurturing us. And that divine feminine is rising in everybody. And we're, we're nurturing it now in our men and our women. So we can get into that place that that feminine energy will take us to. And so we're just... Um, thrilled to, to be able to contribute our piece of this puzzle. Well, I want to, you to know, um, Francine said beautiful and profound. And, um, and also Maureen said, I believe, yes, me too, Connie and Andrew. <laughs> so of course, there's a bunch of us that believe this, but what we have to know is that we were, um, if, if I feel like I'm on assignment that that we um, we got the memo first so we could share it. And you've been sharing it in all your different ways of, hey, wake up. But but the frequency right now where people are in confusion, um, that's what's causing that. I think it was a fear virus as much as any virus 
um, that that we just had. So so um, how do you feel? Because you, your vision of the future is like mine. I I know that we're going to be just fine. That we don't really die. That we're consciousness expanded. We're a fractal of the universe expanding. And um, and you found that the indigenous works with the quantum physics work. And so the left brain people can come along. The heart based people can come along. The creative people have seen it. You know all of this. But how do we get from where we are? I mean, you're documenting in your videos and your videos are very heart opening, or at least the, I'm sure the second one will be, but the, this video, your first video, very heart opening. It's not, there's nothing about shame on you or anything. It's about this incredible loving patience, like a mother has for a child, a toddler that's stumbling that you'll get it, you'll get it. That's kind of what we're holding. How do how do you see us getting from this um, lack of awareness of our power to the powerful concept of creating the future, that new future? Well, if I find me, okay, I'd like to say that I can only speak from my personal perspective. I am about to weave a tap as the editor of this film. I'm about I'm about to weave a tapestry, and a tapestry consists of all these threads, all these different threads, and one's red and one's green and one's purple and one's yellow and one's white and one's black, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Here we have these threads, and there's no way. I have a a dream, the dream of the person who's making the tapestry. I have the big picture in some sort of vestigial form, but I don't know it yet until the weaving is complete. So what I love about this personally is I'm about to weave a tapestry that I have a feeling about what it can be, what it will be, but I can't, and I'm, 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 I'm gonna refrain from defining precisely what that is because that gives away the punchline of the movie. For one thing, <laughs> it's already hinted at in the subtitle, which is mm, the only way right. out is up. Clearly it has something to do with consciousness, has something to do with wake up, activate, change our ways, as Grandmother Bertha said in that trailer you just saw, wake up, do something. Yeah. So, or wake up, stop doing something. Yeah. And to me, it's, it's, it's about, it's a frequency thing. It's about this shift in frequency. The laws in the different frequencies are different. As we shift frequencies, we're going to experience a whole new reality. We can't even fathom it from this little box we're in right now. And we're getting clues, like Maureen's work with the inner resonance technologies. She's healed Andrew's emphysema. Well, she hasn't healed it. She's given Andrew access to that. We even fixed our van with the IRT, a serious situation with our van. And uh, so I wanna tell you everyone, there is so much that's possible. We have to trust it. We have to trust our hearts. We have to watch the signs, listen carefully to the, well, we have to change our point of view because if we listen carefully and we hear all this negativity and we attach to that, then it takes us down. We have to make some choices as to where we put our attention because our attention is what creates our reality. It creates our vibration. We actually have seven aspects of our consciousness that create our, 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 our vibratory level and thereby our reality. And they all begin with A. I could say them in one sure. sentence. People Great. love that sentence. Why don't you do that? Why don't I do that? Because it's a little toolbox for vibration. What creates our individual vibration? Regardless of what our twin sister is doing or anybody else is doing, we get to choose our reality. And here's that sentence. With expanded awareness, there are seven of them, and they all begin with A, with expanded awareness and accurate assumptions, we choose our attitude, consciously direct our attention, align with our highest inner promptings, and allow the loving universe to manifest 
beyond our wildest dreams. So that's our gift to you from our trust frequency construct. And what I wanted to say was about this conscious loving universe, what about the things that are not love? Okay. To get into that higher frequency, we've got to move out of duality, out of right, wrong, victim, perpetrator, good and evil. It's a hugest leap for us, our final big leap. And that is to know that it's all love. And the reason we don't understand that, that how, how war and all this can be love, all this shadow stuff, this stuff we see as not love, is because that love is unconditional. It gives us everything we ask for. And those seven A's of consciousness are our requests because they determine our vibratory level. So it's really just physics. And so that's, that's my point of view of how we're going to get out. There's only... Only way out is in and up. Uh, I want to thank you so much because that is that that's the pathway to seeing a, a new future and the opportunity for people to model what you're doing. That's that's what I want to just honor your work so much because you've been um, showing the excitement of living in that field by all the, you have prolific uh, creations between the books and the films. And and every time I saw you, I mean, I'd go up to uh, Sunrise Ranch and you guys always had a camera in your hand and you were always, uh, you, you, were ne you were excited to, to engage with reality from that higher creative perspective. So is that, part of how we all can do it too. I mean, I, I again, I, I know um, these words, I know what you're talking about when you say allow or, or, or the higher visions and some of the words, but I'm trying to give the audience, now these, a lot of the people in the audience, their hearts are wide open. They're servant leaders. They um, do everything they can to make the world a better place with what they do for a living. And they are totally devoted to their employees and to their customers. They do everything they can within their power. But I want to give them a pathway to this incredible life force. It's almost like a battery, a battery pack. Um, where you're, when you're in that trust frequency, you know, um, maybe in a business sense, you're in and out of it. But when I watch you guys, I haven't seen you out. It, uh, um, so could you talk about that too, the access point um, possibly? Because um, I think if they can look at your films even or read your book from that access point, it's a it, it's a highly expansive um, opportunity. So from my perspective, here's a what I think is a very good metaphor that I think our audience will understand. Okay. We need an operating system upgrade. Yep. Who of us has not had a computer that needed that? Oftentimes you had to replace the entire machine, right? So we can't replace the entire machine. Let's ask ourselves the question, what is our current operating system? And my answer to that is that it is a set of assumptions that came to us as children. We were told stuff by our parents, by our teachers, by um, priests and ministers at church or synagogue, etc., etc., etc. We received very specific information by the age of four, five, six, seven years old that was profoundly deeply imprinted on us. And a lot of, I would propose that an awful lot of that information we, we received and took as true without question was erroneous, such as what I mentioned earlier, the first assumption in the Trust Frequency book. We live in a conscious, loving universe, not a cold, dead clockwork machine that doesn't even know we exist. That, for example, is a transformative, transformational realization when we awaken to that and the rest of those are 10 assumptions are the best we could do the best we could come up with sort of as our 10 commandments if you will for the new unfoldment the conscious evolution of our species 
what is the problem? The problem is we're running on an outdated operating system that never really worked. Yep. And can we reinvent that? Can we express it in some brand new way? And so we just gave an example of 10 possible ways we can bring about those transformations. If we can look at our current beliefs, because it's all about beliefs, beliefs, opinions, our worldview, our paradigm, our a collective agreement to believe certain things. Can we change that? Hell yeah, of course we can. Do we have the will? Ah, therein lies the rub. Because A, a lot of people don't know that that's the situation. B, a lot of people are very attached to their current beliefs. It's not easy. I can't walk up to you and say, hey, excuse me, your beliefs are all wrong and listen to me. <laughs> you want to believe that's like the old religious dogmatic approach. No. It's got to come, and this is the last point I'm going to make. We've got approximately 8 billion people on the planet right now. And one at a time, each of us has to wake up using our own free will, our own choice, and our own timing, trusting the timing. Okay? So they say we only need about 6% of humanity to make the shift. Mm -hmm. That's not 8 billion. That's a much smaller number. But still, it's a very big number. It's a billion plus, billion and a half, whatever it is, right? But as we awaken, now, here's the other cool thing that gives me hope. We have new tools, such as the Internet, such as Zoom, such as potentially artificial intelligence, if it is used in the best possible pro-human way, is there the possibility that now suddenly, because as everything goes exponential, all that means is that everything happens at once. All of a sudden, the change is, is almost instantaneous. You have real trouble keeping up with it. If at the foundation of that, we can have a new system of a new paradigm, a new set of assumptions about the, our understanding of the universe and of each other and of, and of our human potential. Think of Barbara Marx Hubbard's work, for yeah. example. Yeah. Here we are, we can get somewhere very positive and we're on the edge, folks. We're at the edge of the cliff and we can either fall off the cliff or we can fly from the cliff into the new reality. Yes, indeed. And, and we can just say to people, just trust. Just trust. With bold, committed action. Because when we do that, we shift frequencies we listen to our hearts we listen to the signs of the universe for our lives and we watch because the universe loves us it's taking us on our journey to wholeness our journey to bring our gift to the party we promise to bring a gift to the party each of us and that unique gift is what the universe is waiting for and so we gave permission to the loving universe to take us on this journey and so we're seeing our shadow, we're seeing our doubts, we're seeing those parts of ourselves we don't love in our relationships. This is what our online course is about. It's called the Dance of Souls. And so we're, we're, we're seeing this because we are on this journey. And, and so it's just up to us listening to our hearts. Your people who are on this call right now are here for a reason. And people have said our book gives them words for something they've always known, but never had the words for. And, and the book is very simple. It's not deep, hard to read. Andrew wanted to make a pop book. He actually wrote the book. And so it's just listening now, listening to our hearts and acting accordingly. And we shift frequencies. It's not God moved mountains for people. We move the mountain when we there aren't any mountains in this frequency so we need to just go forward in trust with bold committed action well the audience is going yes 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 me three <laughs> i believe too here we go so maureen put the shift from duality to oneness is a shift of perception which I think, um, again, I think that that's the gift of watching your work and experiencing the work that you do is that um, we can see the road to the new perception if we don't already have it. And you articulate it so beautifully. Plus, there's the 10 assumptions in the trust frequency book that can guide people to see the 10 assumptions. Um, 
I don't want to tell anybody what's inside. But anyway, um, <laughs> but but I think what what we're saying is that um, it's available. You don't have to go through an intermediary. You don't have to um, uh, uh, to, to get a PhD. Yeah. You, you just have to um, see the possibilities of the divine in everything. That's what Namaste is. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, okay, so then um, also um, Omar Fiazi, my friend, put everything is loved, everything is love. Hey, Omar. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. resolve that paradox. That's it. That's so people are saying that and getting that, but then they feel victimized. Then they see all the horrible things that are going on and, and not understanding that, in fact, that is love because... We are loved so much. We're given what we ask for. And if we are in scarcity and feel and create that paradigm, we have to fight with someone to get more so that we can survive all that fear-based energy. Yeah. So we have to see that, that that's, we've created that with our thinking, yes. with our response to that lower frequency. And what we have to really get is that the earth is in a higher frequency now we're being pulled forward up and out and into our hearts and into the love that we're carrying in our hearts that human love of compassion kindness empathy those things because this other big love with a capital l is the unifying force of the universe is everything right. and and it's calling forth this very special love that we've been carrying in our hearts and so all of creation is awaiting the opening of the human heart and the release of that love. Yay. So, so that feels so good. I mean, seriously, do you want to feel good or bad? Yeah. This is, this feels fantastic. And it's a jumping off point to get into a joyful future in every way. Because when you're working from that part, that, that part of your soul, that part of your existence, the um, the options and the uh, the problem solving opportunities are out of this world. They, I mean, from uh, this little world, problem solving is very difficult. But from this big world, you have um, so many resources, and, and you attract the resources out of nowhere, right? Right, right, absolutely. Right. So Teresa put thing. Put just trust with bold, committed action. Yes. <laughs> so, so that's the other part. I you did mention Barbara Marks Hubbard a couple of times, and both of us are were fans, are still fans of her work, and she really was um, an uh, innovator in the um, the activities of of sharing what you know. Um, that I was just so amazed at her articulation of it, even almost at 90 years old, how brilliantly she could just go straight into um, her concepts and share them beautifully. And that's what I see. I see you guys following in her uh, footsteps. And I, I just want to acknowledge that because I know you loved her uh, very much, but, but that, that, opportunity for each one of us every day to see how do how do I serve how is this all for me not against me how do how do I make a, this place a better place seeing the best scenario in everything rather than the worst case scenario I mean there's so many aspects of all of this right well everyone has their role to play okay <clears throat> You know, my role is to hold what I see and what I know, and and I'm a reporter. Um, I was told, your name is Eagle Woman. It is your job to fly very high and report back all that you see. So I'm a reporter. I see something. I know something. That's my job, to stay there and, and be that and do that. But everyone has their role to play. So whatever level anybody's on, whatever one perceives that needs to be done from that perspective, it's important to do that. And to do that with, with pride and with knowing 
that 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 we each have a role to play and that that tapestry that Andrew's talking about is a result of all the gifts that we all brought uh, have to bring to the party it's just important however to keep an an eye on that vibratory level the words we use the the actions we take where we put our attention it's just really key to, to know that it's physics and that, that we're feeding a collective consciousness with our words, with our thoughts, with our actions. Perfect. So that's just, it's just a key piece to keep in mind. So I have a question about it for Andrew. Well, for both of you, how do you know when you're done in so many art forms, you, um, it's like a painter will go, oh, I'll add a little more later. I mean, how do you know when the film is done? How do you know when the book is done? Yeah, when you're totally and completely exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> because it can always be different. It can always be more. So the challenge as, a, as, an, as an author, as a writer, or as a filmmaker, an editor, is that you're so immersed in the details in getting every little transition, every turn of phrase perfect, that it's really hard to step back and get the big picture as though you've never seen this thing before. Unless you put it on a back burner for five years and come back and look then, but we can't do that. We've got to get this thing done and out, right? So really that's the hardest thing. What we did with the first film is we shared it with a bunch of people. We had a whole bunch of screenings invited people in Sedona, we invited 10 or 12 people come up, come over and watch our, our, our current cut. Uh -huh. And, you know, I remember we were doing that once in New York in the Hamptons and a really beloved friend of ours said, she gave a really good comment in the middle. She didn't even wait for the end. She said, is this the longest documentary ever? <laughs> um, that was deflating. <laughs> I have to kill your babies. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, okay. so kill your baby. <laughs> That's a terrible expression. That's a terrible expression. Uh, but in for filmmakers, <laughs> you've got these things you're so attached to. They're your babies. You love them. You nurture them. You want them to see the light of day. And they end up on the cutting room floor. Oh, <laughs> oh. I've, I've been part of the screenings before um, when uh, Jay Wagner did the, um, the Last Avatar. We oh. had two parties where we had a bunch of people watch it and we all took notes. And then I, I got the the um, honor of delivering the information. I don't think he was really happy with me, but, but it, the movie is that much better. It really makes a difference. Yeah. 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 Given other eyes. Yeah. So in this particular film, they're very, very short. They're not long rambling interviews. In some cases, people just go, I open their mouths and off they go and you can't stop them. And 12 minutes later, it's like, Okay, you know, and these are going to be little gems, two to three minutes mostly. Beautiful. Unless they're absolutely pristine, and some of them are. Some of them have reduced us to tears. We've all ended up like I'm trying to look at the screen of the camera, and I can't see a thing because my eyes are totally blurred with tears. And I look around, and one of our assistants is standing there with tears streaming down her face. You know you're on it, and that gets special dispensation. But the idea is there's just these gems. Everybody's going to be eye contact. Everybody's going to be giving you a direct hit, eye to eye. And they're going to be woven. The part of the AI thing is that the transitions between each person are going to be so physically or what's the word, visually compelling and beautiful with the emphasis on the beautiful. There's not going to be any ugliness in this film. It's just going to be beauty because that's what opens the heart. Right. When our hearts are open, guess what? we can actually see a different reality, which we can't see when our hearts are closed. Of course not. Right. When we're defended, we stick to what we believe, what we think we know. When we're blown open, change has a chance to sneak in. Right. Yeah. Right. right. So, so do you actually consciously put the trust frequency in to the film? I'm, I'm asking as an alchemist, do you actually put the energy in consciously, or it's just as you're making it, you are in that space. So it, it's that creation. The answer to that from my perspective is no. If I'm interviewing you, Cassie, I want a gem from you. I don't want to influence that. No, I meant when you piece it together, the end. 
result. No, no, there is no sort of agenda other than to discover, is there some collective vision okay. that can emerge from 50 or 60 different people who you'll see in an hour with something to say that adds up to something that's this tapestry that not only gives you hope, it gives you action steps. It's like, oh, now I know what to do because we actually have to do or undo or stop and, doing something or run into trouble. And it's also to inspire. Mm -hmm. Okay, what we're asking people is, okay, what is your gift that can catalyze and inspire? Because it's inspiration that takes us up into a higher frequency. We have a insight, we have an inspiration. And then to give people the courage to, to act on that inspiration, okay? Because it's the action that takes us into the frequency. We can't just think it. We just can't can't wish it. We can't uh, hope for it. Hope has a hole in it, okay? We have to trust it enough to act and trust our hearts, trust our knowing, and go for it because the systems are collapsing. We can't we can't depend on the systems that have have told us, oh yeah, this is abundance, all this stuff we have. You know, that's that's not the abundant universe. The abundant universe is love, is kindness, is enough, but we don't need more. Then <laughs> you know, in the native way is yeah, we 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 take what we need because we know there's more tomorrow. Right. Trust. We don't hoard. We give away. That's what I saw through these native elders who came into my life in the native ways of being. Uh, just the giveaway. You know, if someone says, "Oh, I like your necklace," and I say, "Oh, I understand. It's your turn," because in that way, there's no possessions. Um, uh, John Lennon wrote, "Imagine no possessions." Well, that's what it is. We don't own anything. Right. We are custodians of it, of the land, of the uh, the stuff in our lives. You know, it's 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 very important shift into the giveaway, and and out of hoarding. That's Yeah. Oh well. Thank you so much, and thank you both. So um, I have been putting the links, and I put the link for the GoFundMe. Um, in the chat, and I'll make sure that it's all there. But um, is there a, a, what we're, we need to uh, wrap up? So is that I want to make sure that people know how to reach you and um, and get and stay tuned. And if they can uh, donate to your GoFundMe project, because you can see anyone that is in um, in this audience knows that we're here to create a better world. Um, and the indigenous say seven, you consider everything seven generations. Well, that's what this, this project and what these beautiful beings have been doing will help seven generations from now. So um, our species, uh, the continuation of our species even. So um, I just wanna make sure that people know how best to get a hold of you, please. Google us, you'll find us. That's <laughs> seriously, with you, you can't escape these days. And secondly, trust at the trustfrequency.net is it's a useful resource that will yeah. trust at the trust. Oh, the trustfrequency.net is the website, right? And trust at the trustfrequency.net is an email for us, right? Okay. We both received that. And we have a link tree mm. um, slash link. L I N K T R dot E E. Cassie was going to put that slash, in, in the chat. I think. Yeah, yeah, slash Connie and Andrew. Mm. That give you access to everything, including our GoFundMe. And our GoFundMe, you can access through a bit.ly. Um, B I T um, H T T P S, you know, B I T dot L Y slash. Honeymoon film adventure. <laughs> I love it. So, like, honeymoon film adventure. So if anybody would like to come along on a honeymoon film adventure, you can either come along in person or send a donation so we can do it because we're going to be sending back, beaming back all kinds of imagery and stories and tales and videos. It's 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 already fun. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much. And, and I will make sure that all the links are available so everyone no matter where they're watching this, um, are able to participate. 
And I'm, I just want to honor and thank you so much. I have so much appreciation and gratitude for what you do and who you are. And uh, I feel blessed that I get to know you. Oh, so, Kathy, thank you, Kathy. It's been yeah. so great to know yeah. you. And yeah. thank you for having us on the show and what you've brought to it with your questions and your insights and who you are. To so, everybody listening you. and watching, four words, trust the loving universe. It's all you've got to do. Trust with bold, them. committed action. Trust yes, that's basically there's a Barbara part. <laughs> yes. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. I, I'm, we'll have to do it again. That it, it just wasn't long enough. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Kathy. Yeah, bless Bye -bye. you.